Hey, well, welcome. As you know, because we are outside and you're watching from wherever you are, there is no church in person today. There's no in-person services at any of our locations. We are doing our annual church has left the building. And as you can see, I'm outside. And if you catch me sweating during any of this, I promise you, I love Texas. Uh, I just don't know why God hates it so much. Uh, that's a joke for all you native Texans, but I'm dead serious. Uh, it's nasty out here. But listen, uh, we're doing this and we have done this for the last few years because it's a reminder that church is not a building. It's not just a gathering of people in nice, air-conditioned, comfortable seats. It's a move of people that love and serve wherever they are. And so we're going to take a look at what serving looks like in Acts chapter 2. But I want to ask you, what comes to your mind when you think of serving? I know for me, it's not always the positive uh, images. In fact, it takes me back to uh, my early 20s when I was a waiter, a server at different restaurants. And one of those in college was Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, and let me tell you, you cannot get a pickier bunch of people than people who dine in at basic chain restaurants like Buffalo Wild Wings or Applebee's. People are picky and it gets annoying. So when I think of serving, I think of serving people like that. People who always are complaining about their food, who have something to say about the smallest things, uh, and a job that really doesn't get a lot of recognition. That's what I think about. But when we're talking about serving today, I want you to look at how Acts chapter 2 puts it and how the people uh, in this early movement called The Way, the people who followed Jesus after his life, death, and resurrection, here's what their lives looked like when it came to serving. Acts chapter 2, verse 45, it says this. And notice, these aren't people who have nice buildings or property. Uh, they don't have any of that. In fact, even if they did, they wouldn't be able to meet because they were persecuted and being arrested for their faith. But look at their disposition when it comes to serving. Verse 45 says this in Acts chapter 2. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. See, verse 45 clues us into what serving is. Simply put, serving is meeting a need. If you're ever trying to find a definition, it is simply that. Serving is meeting a need. And biblical serving, the way that Jesus demonstrated, the way that his early followers demonstrated is this. It's truly altruistic, meaning, meaning this, that it's meeting a need and expecting nothing in return. Notice it doesn't say they sold property and possessions and waited for the return on their investment. It just says that they served others. They encountered Jesus and they said in their hearts basically, man, because of this abundant love that we have found, we can't help but let it overflow into the lives of the people around us. In fact, Jesus showed this best when he was talking about serving. In Matthew 10, we get maybe the first example of uh, helicopter parenting that we have seen in the Gospels. It's the mother of James and John, two disciples. She comes to Jesus and she says, uh, Hey coach, um, I love what you're doing with the team, but listen, my babies need to be starting, right? Uh, my boys need to be in the starting lineup and you need to give them the ball all the time. This is what she asked Jesus. She says, Jesus, when your kingdom comes, can they be sitting at your left hand and your right hand? Basically, can they have positions of power? Can my boys be the CEO and the CFO? 1A and 1B. And Jesus, I'm sure, is looking at James and John like, really? With the side eye, really? You got your mom involved? Is this what we're doing here? We're trying to change the world. 
And he says to them, he goes in and he, say, and he says this, you don't even know what you're asking for. You don't know the sacrifice of being great in my kingdom. But because we're on the topic, I'm gonna tell you. It's not title and position like it is in the world. It's not this C-level executive position or two million followers online. It actually looks like being a servant and lifting others up. This is that encounter in Matthew 10, verse 25. After that, Jesus says, Jesus called them together and he said, you know what? All right, it's, it's huddle time, okay? It's not just the two of you. I know the rest of you all are thinking about it as well. He calls them all together and said this in verse 25, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercised authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, he's talking about himself. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So what is serving? Well, number one, serving is selflessness. Serving is selflessness. Jesus says, whoever wants to be great among you, great, awesome. You're gonna have to be a servant. And, and know that that word, I know that word invokes all types of imagery today. And it, and it did then as well. But it means this, it means thinking of others and putting others before yourself so that the kingdom can come on earth, so that heaven can come on earth, so that our relationships can thrive here and now, so that through us, others can be lifted up by the love of Jesus the same way that we have experienced. Jesus saying, hey, if you wanna be great, it actually starts by serving those around you and lifting them up not yourself. It's not about having a position of power, but rather a disposition of humility. Quick story, I remember when I first came to Gateway and I was a youth pastor down at South Campus. And maybe within my first two weeks here, I had a guy come up to me, great heart, awesome guy. Uh, but he comes up to me and he says, hey man, I heard you're the new youth pastor. Uh, my name is so-and-so. I, I really want to get involved with the, with the youth here. Man, I just got a lot to say. He's really passionate. I got a lot to say. I've, I've got a lot in my heart that I want to share with them. I, I really enjoy speaking, and, and I feel like I've got that gift. And I just came back from a Tony Robbins conference. I can't make this up. <laughs> this is what he's saying to me live and in person. I just came back from this Tony Robbins conference, and I'm fired up, man. I have so much that I want to say. Maybe you need help speaking. Like, dude, I just met you. <laughs> and he's coming in full force. And he's talking all about how he wants to speak and he wants to uh, just uh, share the stage and all this stuff. And I almost said it out loud, but I kept it in my head. And my first thought was, hey, what if I just need you to stack chairs? What if you actually never speak to students from stage? What if I need you to build up and tear down on Wednesday nights? Could you do that? Now, needless to say, a week later, that fire died out from that guy. I didn't hear back from him. But I think it clues us into what serving looks like. Serving isn't position. It isn't a platform. It's doing whatever it takes to love people. Whatever it takes to connect and reach people. Even if that means you don't get the spotlight. Someone once said this, if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. And listen, I get it, in a day and age where we worship self-care, and don't get me wrong, self-care is important. We need it, you need to take care of your soul, of your physical self, 
but we have kind of come into this age where we worship self-care. But in an age where we worship self-care, Jesus says this, no, 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 actually, you need to be caring for others. Because if we all do that, we are in turn meeting each other's needs. So serving is selflessness. Serving is a lifestyle. Number two, serving is a lifestyle. Listen, you never grow out of serving, right? You never graduate and say, oh, paid my dues. I done did it. I picked up trash. I, I stacked the chairs. I, I, I showed up at people's doorsteps. I brought them food. I've done it already. I'm good. Jesus, I got my gold pin. What's next? No, no, no. Serving is a lifestyle. It's not a stepping stone to success. Serving is success. It's thinking about the long-term win instead of the short-term strategy of what you wanna accomplish. It's not a five-year plan. It's a lifelong journey of loving people. This is what Proverbs 3.27 says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. That's a lifestyle. Do not withhold good. In other words, don't stop serving people when you see a need to be met. It's saying no matter what or how long it takes, it's, it's what is important to God. It's why so many of you who are retired, man, continue to labor and continue to serve with us because you realize I never graduate the gospel. And my career may be done, but that doesn't mean that my gifts get put on the shelf. No, I still have people to love and people to serve. Serving is a lifestyle also. Serving opens doors. In Acts 2, it says that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Serving, it opens the doors to share our faith with others. Now, I'm not trying to say, hey, listen, bait and switch every act of service. That's not genuine, right? Like, don't show up to somebody's house, to a neighbor's house, and say, hey, I baked you cookies. Have you heard of the Lord Jesus Christ? Don't do that. That's weird. Don't be weird. But what I am saying is that as we learn to love and engage and serve others, you're going to naturally see God open doors for you to share your faith and share your life with the people around you. It just happens. Learn people's stories. Pray for guidance and just meet the needs that are in front of you. Those doors will naturally open. Going back to when I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings, um, there was this moment where I was just kind of frustrated uh, of going to work. I had to drive 25 minutes and as a college kid, that's a long time. Uh, and I had to drive to work and I just was not happy about it. I'd, I'd rather do anything that day uh, than serve people wings, right? Like I didn't like working at Buffalo Wild Wings all the time, right? I just smelled like frustration and parm garlic all the time. But on this particular day to work, I had this thought come into my mind and I prayed it. And I said, God, I don't feel like going into work but would you open the doors for me to serve somebody and share your love with them? And I just kind of prayed it randomly and I went about work, but my eyes were open. Okay, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to say? And I remember when I was at work, uh, I started talking with a coworker and just kind of hearing her story. And in that moment, she began to share how she was a single mom. She was separating from um, her boyfriend at the time and she was realizing that she was gonna be all alone. And I began to share my story with her and how Jesus met me and was able to share the gospel in that moment with her. Serving opens doors. Now I can't sit here and tell you that she's a lifelong follower of Jesus because that conversation, that's not my job, that's God's job, that's the Holy Spirit's job. 
But I can tell you that when you show up with an attitude and a disposition of God, whatever you want to do, however you want to use me, he will do that. Serving opens doors. Lastly, serving is rewarding. Jesus says, listen, you may not see it right now, but you're building the kingdom even if no one knows. Your Father in heaven knows and he sees. Matthew 6 says this, but when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What is Jesus saying? He's saying this, your labor, your generosity with your resources, your serving on a Sunday, you're leading a group, you're mowing the yard for a neighbor. None of that is in vain. You may not see it here and now, but you are building the kingdom and you're building your reward. Serving is rewarding. Now listen, here's the truth. When you encounter the love and abundant life of Jesus, rarely ever do you ever think, oh, <laughs> I, I love doing this because I'm building my mansion in heaven, right? Like none of us ever really have that thought. No, that's not, it's not the motivation, right? We don't serve so that we can get something eternal. It's just the benefit. Jesus says, when you do these things, you're building the kingdom and your reward is coming. We don't always see it though. And that can get frustrating when we're serving. As I told you, I was in youth ministry for about 10 years. Uh, and can I tell you, in youth ministry, um, you do not always see the fruits of your labor. You don't always get kids that come back and say, you know what, because of your investment, my life has changed. You get glimpses every now and then, you get glimpses. I remember getting a, uh, a text, really it was a, a DM from a student and that he said, hey, you may not remember me, but eight years ago, you were my camp counselor. And because of our conversations and because of your love and serving that week, it changed my life. And I'm serving at my local church. My life has changed and I got married. So thank you. Now that was a small little vignette, but we don't always get those. But trust that God in heaven sees the way that you labor, sees the way that you love your family, sees the way that you are serving your neighbors, serving people here in our church on a Sunday morning or throughout the week. He sees that and he will reward you. And the motivation isn't that though. The motivation is simply that Jesus stepped into our sinful, messy lives and said, you and I were worth serving that you and I were worth dying for. And he says, go and do the same. I'll close with this. In Matthew 25, Jesus says this, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did you see a stranger? When did we see a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it for me. Who are the least of these in your life? Who are the people that you tend to overlook? Pretend to not see. 
Who's somebody that you can serve this week? How can you serve others? What needs are right in front of you? I've promised you, you'll find that in giving yourself away, you actually find yourself. In lifting others up, you're building your reward. Here's your challenge for this week. Serve someone with no strings attached over the next day or two. Jump in to serve somewhere uh, at a campus near you on a Sunday morning or throughout the week. Go above and beyond for someone in your family this week and watch what God does. Simply put, what is a need that is in front of you that you can meet? You might say, well, I just don't really have time. Can you create it? Because it's so important. So that we can see more of the kingdom here on earth. God bless you guys. We hope you have an amazing July 4th weekend. Serve somebody around you today.